Chapter 32, Rise Nymphadora said Teddy left one of his schoolbooks here, explains Andromeda, speaking to Remus's confused expression. I told her I'd be in the area today and would drop by to pick it up. Is that all right? Remus stares at her, seeming to be holding his breath, and she frowns back at him. Remus? Are you all right, love? Remus blinks, seeming to shake himself from whatever trance he drifted away to, a forced sort of smile breaking out over his face. Yeah, fine. I'm fine. You surprised me, that's all. He fumbles for the doorknob, pulling it open further. Come in. I'll grab it for you. As Remus disappears down the hall, Andromeda steps around the room, studying her surroundings. Her eyes slide over Sirius as though he's not there as he studies her graceful, still rigid movements from his nest on the sofa, heart pounding in his chest, wanting nothing more than to talk to her. Andy, he tries, but she doesn't so much as twitch. This is a very nice flat, remarks Andromeda as Remus returns behind her. Nymphadora tells me you got very lucky by finding it. Remus's eyes slip to Sirius briefly. I'm not sure I'd say that, he rejects. The people who are looking after the place were kind enough to give me a decent price to care for it. Bit of a puzzling tragedy with their friend that owns it. That's terrible to hear, states Andromeda, turning to finally look at Remus. Is there anything that can be done? I, not sure. They're considering ending things. It's been months. Pity, says Sirius's cousin, her head tilting to the side a bit. Though I'm sure they know what's best for their friend. Remus is staring at Sirius now, who looks back at him in bemusement, his brow furrowing as something sparks in the other man's eyes. Remus, questions Andromeda, leaning forward a little, trying to catch his gaze, but Remus is still fixated on Sirius. I'm not so sure about that, says Remus finally, head snapping back to Andromeda, resolve settling over his face, Sirius seeing it too late. Remus, he warns. The man that owns this flat, his name is Sirius Black. Andromeda stiffens, her mouth pulling into a tight line, eyes turning cagey in their sockets as Remus powers forward. Your cousin. How do you know? It doesn't matter, interjects Remus, cutting across her building accusation. He was attacked. Someone tried to obliviate him, but it didn't take properly, and I think I'm the reason why. Andromeda's gaze darts around the room, like she's searching for something that will point to Sirius. There's a contained sort of panic in her eyes that Sirius knows she's trying to restrain, to not let it bleed through, that black breeding and etiquette holding strong even after all these years, a rise of perfectly held regality that's difficult to break from once cemented into heart and bone. What are you talking about, Remus? she asks, and there's a tempered bite in her tone, the lines of her face hardening. It's a long story, but I met him the night this happened, that he was attacked. It was a full moon, Andromeda, he presses desperately. I scratched him. I think that's why the spell didn't strike properly, and I think that's why he's. He's what? she prods, eyes narrowing. He's, he's stuck, asleep. Won't wake up, fumbles Remus, gaze shifting back to Sirius briefly. You helped mum look into werewolves when dad finally gave up on it. 
You know more about them than even I do, and I am one. Could I be right? Could that be why he's trapped, still clinging on, here but not here? Andromeda studies him for a silent time, her mouth still pulled into a thin line. Her eyes drop to the floor before she inhales a sharp breath through her nose and squares her shoulders, looking back up at Remus. It's possible, she agrees. There are a lot of things that are still unknown about werewolves, you're aware of this, Remus. I don't have answers for you, not the ones I think you're seeking, but werewolf scratches can be potent, especially that close to the full moon, same as the bites. None of it will turn a person, you have to be full wolf for that, as you well know, but parts of it can still infect the bloodstream. Those wounds will never fully heal. They'll scar, have effects that vary widely. If the attack happened not long after you scratched him in that state, it likely did interfere, protected him somehow. It's probably still protecting him, fighting against whatever was done to him. Remus nods, eyes sliding to the side, resting on Sirius again. Sirius, for his part, is barely breathing, terrified of missing a word, staring the other two down, watching their mouths move over words, mapping out expressions. Do they know who attacked him? comes Andromeda's question, far too faint and soft for the normal firmness of her voice. Remus looks back at her, clearly swallowing, the knot on his throat bobbing roughly, a tight tenseness falling over him, evident in every line of his body. No. No, they don't. Andromeda inhales another breath, this one slower, like she's steadying herself against something. Sirius was always my favorite, she voices, sounding pained. He was young when I left. Very young, but even then, it was obvious he was different from the rest of them. There was a softness in him, but he was somehow stronger. Sirius was a fighter, and I hoped they wouldn't shake that out of him. After I married Ted, I only kept in touch with one person, our uncle. He was also different. He cared about the black name, but he didn't completely buy into all their beliefs. He cared about me in Sirius, the white sheep, in a way the others didn't. He was still firm, still, cold, but he nurtured more than he hindered, guided instead of squashing out who we were. He was moldable steel. He told me about Sirius, who he became as he grew older. He told me about him running from our family just as I did. And I was proud. Proud that they hadn't burned it from him, that light he had, so much brighter than any of the rest of us. Andromeda stops again, something in her shaking. Alfred died about ten years ago, just before what should have been Sirius's last year at Hogwarts, and I never knew what happened to him after that, though I always wondered. And now, what? You're telling me he's lying in a bed somewhere, here but not really. Gone, after everything. Andromeda stops again, her hands bawling into fists at her sides. Gone but not, clinging on, because of you. Remus doesn't speak, staring back at her, teetering where he stands. He looks terrified for so many different reasons, half-broken, and all Sirius wants to do is pull him into his arms and hold on tightly. But then, shockingly, Andromeda is moving, her own arms winding around Remus, doing the exact thing Sirius longs to do, embracing him against her chest, grip firm. Thank you, she whispers. 
She holds for a moment longer before releasing and making for the door. I'll see what I can find for you. I'll do what I can but do whatever you must to make sure his friends don't let him go. Andromeda stops before she opens the door, turning back to Remus. It was our family, Remus. Whoever attacked him. I'm almost certain. His mother and father are gone, his brother disappeared. There is no black heir without Sirius, no one to carry on the black line. Pure bloods get desperate when that happens. There aren't enough left in their eyes. And with that, Andromeda is gone, through the door, closing it with a soft snick of sound behind her.